Welcome, dear friend, to Kardec Radio at 11 p.m., nourishing our souls with one more Immortal Messages. Immortal Messages is program that delights our souls with the beauty of the teachings of the beyond. It is a true joy to be here with you and to feel the call to self-illumination. Today we're going to study a beautiful message. And I think this message may be very nurturing, nourishing to us. We're going to talk about a divine friend. Did you know you have a divine friend? Did you know it? Many of us don't know. I think it's so happy to be here. Every time, whether I pre-record these messages or I'm here live with you, I feel the joy of being here. It is a blessing. No matter if the physical body is tired, deep inside there is so much joy for several reasons. The joy because we are able to be here. Because there are many people who would love to be in our place. Like Andrea Louis says and Joanna DeAngelis as well. There are many people, you know, they are in the hospitals. They are in prisons, in shelters, in the streets, in psychiatric wards. And they would love to be freer as we are. But what are we doing with this freedom? So every time I sit down here in front of the computer and look at you, look at us together, I feel the blessing. Yes, the physical body sometimes is tired for you, for me, which is normal. But then inside there's this joy. And also recognizing the blessing that we are here together, not for mere connection, but a connection in the good, building this constructive mental currents. After all, you and I have come to know that in life, there are only two types of mental current. There is the destructive one and the constructive one. Inevitably, there's no neutrality. There's no like, Oh, I'm just thinking, I'm just saying, I'm just doing. No, we're always doing something, either to construct or to destroy. Though God has given us the law of destruction, it's in the sense of transformation, but not stagnation. Because sometimes... We say things, we do things, we feel things, and we think things that are just in inertia. And that's not positive. But when we are changing ourselves, transforming ourselves, it's another way to go. And another reason why it's so good to be here, it's because it's evident that we're forming this current that is not only helping ourselves, but helping many other people whom we cannot see, whether incarnated or discarnated. It's very grave. We wish people who are deeply connected to us understood 
the importance of these works, how important it is to sit down, pray, study, to benefit so many people who are lost, who are desperate, who are afraid, who are going crazy in passions and vices and addictions, crimes, right? Yes, Daisy, life is a blessing. It is a true blessing for us, and especially tonight, because Emmanuel comes through Chico Xavier on December 23rd, 1954. It's like pre-Christmas night. Arnaldo Rocha says that the group, the mediumistic group, is wrapping up that meeting on that night for the year. And Emilio comes to crown the meeting with a beautiful poem-like dissertation that he titled, Divine Friend Come. Who is that your divine friend? Who is my divine friend? The divine friend, right? The divine friend. Are you ready, friends? Ready? I know it's Monday, but if you're watching this on demand, maybe another day. Whatever the day, it's a true invitation. Let us call. Divine friend, please come. Please come. Do you feel like calling the divine friend? I do too. Shall we, friends? Let us then march within this beauty of this poem that Emmanuel brings to us. He begins, Lord, you who gave us in time the wise driver of our destinies, make us understand the blessing of the minutes lest we won't lose the treasure of the centuries. Because time, Lord, keeping our souls in the arms of unceasing hours, though our understanding matures, it does not raise us from the earth to your encounter. Through time, we have the time of the cradle and the hour of the grave. And time to sow and time to reap. Time to laugh, time to cry. With time, we have experienced the experience of pain, the experience of joy, the experience of illusion, the experience of reality, of comfort, of anguish, which in transforming our reasoning does not change our hearts. That's why, Lord, we beg you for help and assistance. Help us to cooperate with the days so the days may cooperate with us. Teach us to seek the hour to seek you in respect to your designs, in the work well lived, 
in the study of your laws, in the service to the neighbor, in the contemplation of your greatness, and in the constant action of the good. It feels good. Deliver us from inertia. For without your blessing, the round of millennia is only a repetition, proof, and monotony. Divine friend, come and sustain us the path, because without thee, time, though being light, and though being life, without seeking you, it will leave us crying in the abyss of shadow, of the shadow of affliction and death. I'll, I'll tease us. Let us try to take a pencil and paper and write this level of poetry, dissertation, however you call it. It's not easy. I remember a friend who once was reading a spiritist book, that book, Happy Life by Joana de Angelis, through Divaldo Franco. And he said, it's so interesting because I read it seems so simple. And he said, one day I tried to write it out, like to write it down, like something similar. And I realized that though I am a physician, a PhD, I can't do it. And I said, I know. Me neither. I can't do it either. Yeah, I can't. It's not trivial. These words seem simple, but that's the masterpiece. And it's not only about the style that I mean. No, we're not talking about style. We're not simply talking about the way of writing, the, the appearance of it all. We're talking about the depth. Because in this, Emmanuel comes to teach Chico Xavier's group, you and I as well, 66 years later, teaching us something that is so precious, time. He's talking to God. You thought I was going to talk about Christ, but our divine friend above Christ is God. Is God a friend? We think so. God knows what we need and he's always leading us to progress. Emmanuel begins by sharing with us this beautiful gift that God gives to us, time. For many lives, we have been misusing it. How so? Not doing much with it or using time for things that are just delaying our progress. Because you know, we never regress. We always progress. But can we delay the march of progress? That's a question that Kardec asked. 
in the Spirit book, and it's published in the chapter, The Law of Progress. It says there, yes, we can delay the march of progress. So tonight, you and I will never be the same. Why? Because by what we decide to do, we may either be progressing or delaying our progress. There are many people in this world who do not know about it. They have no idea. No idea whatsoever. You and I are coming to know that we may delay our progress. At each choice of thought, feeling, word, and action, we need to ask, is this something to push my progress and help the collective progress? Or is this just the same old, the same old? Feels so good, right? But doesn't go anywhere. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Right, Gabriel Inácio? Many. You're right. So Mentor Joseph usually says, Vanessa, choose time wisely. Some people ask me, Vanessa, what do you do to do this, that, and the other? And I say, you know, the protecting spirit is always here reminding me, like, Vanessa, don't waste your time. Vanessa, make the best of your time. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It says, yes, because you've already delayed your progress and the progress of others. There's no time to waste any longer. And that's why we have to multiply mm -hmm. the hours. Yes, always, always. How do we know it? How do we do this? He taught me, and I'll share with you. He says, everything you do, ask yourself, is this progress? Am I learning something? Am I helping others with it? Am I helping myself with it? Is it constructive or is it just the same mode? And then I say, oh my gosh, so hard. I have to keep pushing me always. I have to keep pushing myself. And he says, you want to progress? And he always reminds me of Celia in the book. 50 years later. Look at her, Vernice. Celia never stopped. Even before she was expelled from her father's house, she was always on very progressive. We say this word nowadays, right? But Celia was so progressive. If you need a summer book, that's a summer book. I've read it already. Read it again, because that book is not a mere book. There's so much to learn. In that book, we're going to learn from Celia. 
that even before her father expelled her, she was so progressive. She heard of these new Christian ideas, she embraced it in spite of the odds. How many of us are like going with the flow, looking like part of a herd, right? Oh no, but everybody's going that way. I don't wanna be the only one the other way. Then you're not gonna progress. Because if you keep following the masses, it's likely you're not gonna progress unless it's uh, an angelic mass, which is not the case because we're on earth. So we need to teach our children as well, be courageous. If you keep following the masses, you're not gonna progress. Don't do something because everybody's doing it too. Do it because your conscience told you so. Your friends may be cheating on an exam. Are you? Oh, but everybody's doing, what if I'm the only one? That's why Jesus said, the courage, the courage of the follower of the Christ. It begins at home. When your whole family goes one direction, and you discover something different. You have to go to another direction. Sorry, I love you guys, but I have to go. How often I heard, many years ago, why do you want to stay in the United States, Vanessa? Don't you love us here in Brazil? I said, you know, it's not about loving friends and family. It's about duty. I have to stay there to do what I have to do. It's about spiritism. I can't go back. No, many understand. But when we begun it, it was hard. People didn't believe it. Exactly, so Sosa said, Celia had faith. Right. Where's our faith? Because Emil is talking about faith, right? So in this poem, he's saying, yes. Time keeps our souls in the arms of unceasing hours and maturing us, but we are walking towards encountering you. And there's time for everything. But now he's talking about something particular. It's about time that leads us to experience, the experience of joy, the experience of pain, the experience of illusion, the experience of reality, the experience of comfort, the experience of anguish. Transforming our reasoning, but not necessarily our hearts. Nicodemus. Nicodemus asked Jesus, and it's in the book Good News, saying, Oh, well, how come, Master, I've been studying all the scriptures that talk about the kingdom of God, and I've been faithful and been studying, yet I don't find it. What's going on? 
Jesus turns to him and says, Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you studied a lot, but knowing is not enough. You forgot to feel it. In the book of Consolador, and I have it here right in front of me. Question 253. They ask Emmanuel, is virtue a concession of God or an acquisition of the individuals? And the answer, just a paragraph, says, pain, struggle, experience constitute an a sacred opportunity given by God to his creatures throughout time. However, virtue is always sublime and everlasting acquisition of the spirit in the roads of life, eternally incorporated to its values, conquered through the work of their own effort. Meaning, we only achieve it if we value time. When I look at Michael Phelps, the greatest Olympian of all Olympians, and I see, oh, Michael Phelps, you're so lucky. And he's gonna say, I'm sorry, but it's not about luck. I actually had to work hard for it. So, worked hard while people were barbecuing, partying, shopping, sleeping. He was training and training and training and training. Chico Xavier, you look at Chico Xavier and you're mesmerized by his deeds by his legacy. <laughs> Chico Xavier, tell me, you're lucky, right? He's gonna smile and say, if you say so, it didn't feel like luck at all. Blessed, yes, but he worked hard. Barely slept, always loved, always compassionate. Well, he cried as well. He talked to his friends. If you talk to people who knew Chico Xavier, in the closest circles, people knew what was going on. He never played superhero, never. People knew everything that was happening in his life. And he didn't share to humiliate anybody. He did it because we need to be real. When we work in spiritism, we're not playing games, especially when we talk about mediumship. Chico Xavier had closest friends in their mediumistic meetings, and they knew his life, and it wasn't a piece of cake. So for you and I, being real, so real that Emmanuel says very humbly, that's why Lord, we beg you for help and assistance. So now you and I are going to be 
doing one exercise in the next 24 hours. If you want, of course, nobody's obliged, but that's an exercise for those who are willing to really expand their capabilities, okay? It's about, oh yes, also the same, discipline, 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 exactly. What a reminder. But Emilio is showing here humility. We cannot feel the divine friend, God, without humility, without begging for help. Did you see? He didn't say, oh, Lord, we ask for your help and assist. He said, we beg you. We beg you. What does that mean? It means that we need humility to talk to God. But many of us don't. Some people say, I don't know how to pray. You know why? Because we are not working in our humility. Humble yourself. How do you talk to somebody or to the one who created us? And is above us like a child. Mom, please help me. I hear that every day. <laughs> and I love it because it's so cute. And you think God is not going to love when you say, Oh, God, please, I need your help. Think about it. When a child comes to you asking for help with those puppy eyes, and I say puppy eyes, right? You open your heart and you think God is going to look at you looking down like, here you come again. <laughs> no. And it's so true that Emmanuel shares with us his humility. Remember the proud Roman senator. Now he teaches us this humility. We beg you, Lord, for help and assistance. Right? We beg you. So in the next 24 hours, Mentor Joseph is inviting us to do this heart exercise in our communication with God. At some point during the next 24 hours, let us feel our connection with God and humble ourselves and say, Oh Lord, I beg you for help and assistance. And if you say, but I don't need to beg or ask because my life is fine. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of pride. It's when I see little kids. They don't know how to write well. And they say, I know it. I know it. I know. I know how to spell it. I say, no, no, I'm going to give you a hint. No, I know it. I know it. I know it. And God is saying, ay, ay, ay. But I'm here to help you. I am the provider of all providers. Oh, but I don't want to bother you, God. You are not bothering me. 
You need me. I don't want to be dependent on you. And now we left. What he's asking us, it's almost like a dialogue. He's saying, come again. I don't want to depend on you. I want to be independent. And God is saying, you've been doing this for so many years. Haven't you realized it doesn't work? We're meant to be together. We're meant to be together, creator and co-creator. You can't be a co-creator without the creator, period. Can't. You are co-pilot because there's a pilot because you were not the co-pilot. You would be a pilot, but we'll never be the creators. Impossible. So these rational that have been derailing us is lack of humility. Emmanuel, Emmanuel is teaching us tonight the grace of humbling ourselves before God. So that's the exercise of the heart. Oh, Lord, we beg you for help and assistance. Yes, it is a Castro. We need to recognize our immense need for love, for God. Wow. What a statement. I will repeat it as Acastro says. We need to recognize our immense need for God. We need to recognize our immense need for God. And Emmanuel does it, right? Thank you, Teresa. And Emmanuel does it. And if you say, but I, I don't want to bother God. I don't want to depend. It's life. You, we are supposed to work with God that way. It's the way it's supposed to be. Look at Master Jesus. He's the governor of the planet. And he's constantly referring to God and talking to God and asking for his help and begging for his support. The governor of our planet. So we need to grow up mature, and see that our dependence on God is not a bad thing. Actually, it's the way to go. We'll never be independent. Some people, when they want to claim that they are, that they don't believe in God. They say, oh, but if you believe in God, you're not going to believe in yourself. See, it's a fallacy. Because when you believe in God, you know that God created you to co-create with him. So you believe in him. It's hard to believe in ourselves just because it's the opposite. So there is fallacy in that rationale of the person who is playing the game of being credulous which is actually a fallacy. It's not real. It's a game of words, says Emilio in the book of Consolador. To claim that you don't believe in God is just a game of words. Deep inside, everybody does, he says. There's no absolute, absolute 
creation of God inside of a human's mind. How beautiful. We beg you for help and assistance. And then he ends by saying, help us cooperate with the day so the days can cooperate with us. Teach us to seek the hour to seek you. To seek the hour to seek you. You in everybody. Being patient with that spouse. Being hopeful with our children, with our friends, with ourselves, with the neighbors, with the people at work, in our communities, and be investors on the good. Wow. God gives us the permission and invites us daily to invest on the good. Seeking the good, feeling the good, visualizing the good, molding the good means invest on the good. You'll be invited to that time and again here at Kardec Radio, me too. And he teaches us the pathway, just like Kardec. The hour to seek you in the respect to your designs, in the work well lived, in the study of your laws, in the service to the neighbor, in the contemplation of your greatness, in the constant action of the good. So we want to say thank you, Emmanuel. What a lesson. And now, if you think it's enough, remember, Emmanuel is an educator. Mm -mm. But deliver us from evil, he names it inertia. I want to rest more. I want to sleep more. I want a vacation. Everybody now at the beaches here in the United States already, ooh, let's go wild. And the coronavirus saying, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Yeah. And he's still around. And people, zero patience. And still not willing to work. Mm -mm. either at work or at home in themselves running away running away okay you go to the beach in a week come back what's gonna do what is it gonna be deliver us from inertia the comfort zone deliver us evil is inertia. Because without your blessing, it's only repetition, the conditionings. And that's why many people have this void, have this boredom, and that's why they need to eat a lot or drink addictions, sex addictions. Because there is this inner void, because there is this Condition is the repetition and the monotony, meaning the boredom. At the end of it all, you see, this is a manual. High spirit coming to the earth and saying, because if we don't see God during our hours of the day, Time will leave us crying in the abyss of shadow of affliction and death. Time will leave us crying in the abyss of shadow 
of affliction and death. And I've seen people who were marching towards death saying, oh my gosh, there is no time anymore. What do I do? Divaldo Franco told me that story about his brother when we were in an event in Colombia in the year 2010, 10 years ago. He said, Vanessa, their brother of mine, resisted to do the good to spiritism all his life. But when he was discarnating, he called me up, desperate, looked at me in the eyes, and said, please, Devaldo, help me. Help me. But Devaldo said, Vanessa, there was nothing I could do. He wasted his time. He was very wealthy. But he didn't use time to the benefit of everyone, of fulfilling God's designs. Because selfishness and pride really corrupt, corrupt it all. It cuts the connection. The flow of the divine in us is interrupted. Like a scholar in spiritism said today in a podcast that I heard. As mentor Joseph says, there's an umbilical cord between God and us. And God is sending love and nourishments. Feel it. Ooh, it feels so good. But then we're like, I don't want to share it. And God's saying, share it, share it. And I'm not going to share it. And it explodes, stagnates, creating diseases, problems, etc. So the invitation for all of us is to love always, always, always always, always. Be stubborn in love. Be stubborn in love. That's what Emmanuel is saying. And we begin by loving God, by loving God and saying, we beg you for help and assistance. We beg you for help and assistance. Oh Lord, we beg you for help and assistance. Does it feel good to you? Does it? It should. Don't be shy before God. Are you shy before God? Don't be shy. Open up. There's never too much for God. If a parent loves when kids ask them stuff, imagine God, huh? Right? Love it. Me too, Carol. Right? Let's feel together now. Let us do the prayer and visualize it. We ourselves humbling ourselves before God and opening our hearts to feel the love because God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. So good to me. Do you believe in that? God is so good to me. 
God is so good to me. God is so good. He's so good to me. God is so good. As Teresa Caso said, we need to recognize our immense need for God. Sure thing. We need to do it and we're going to do it together. I'm going to play here. Mm, yes, I will play a song. Yes, one second. While we prepare ourselves, John the Rose is here. Each day we can share if only we take advantage of those encounters he placed in he places in our way. Exactly, John. Exactly. Thank you. Right, Mark Carlos? Yes, friends. Don't go away because now it's service, community, collective. It's like this collective effort to humble ourselves, to feel God, and to think of others who are suffering right now. Because right now on earth, do you cry sometimes out of nothing? It's not you. You're feeling the cries of others. How often it happens to us. We need to pray all the more because there are many people who are in need. Ready, friends? I'm ready. And I know you are ready too. Just a second and we will pray together. Humbling ourselves before God. Let us feel. The embrace of the Almighty God. Oh God. Thank you. Thank you for being you and for making ourselves we are. We praise your greatness, knowing that you are everything. Tonight, we unite ourselves to beg you for help and assistance. Help and assistance to those who are in the hospitals, either working or receiving treatment. We beg you for help and assistance to those who are in prisons and the families of theirs connected to their hearts. We beg you for help and assistance to those who are in shelters, without a home of theirs, without family members around. We beg you for help and assistance to those who are in nursing homes, aging without a loved one around to caress their grief here 
and bring them the love and care that they need. We pray. Begging you for help and assistance to those who are in the streets of the world. In refugee camps. Oh God, we beg for help and assistance to our homes, to our families, in both realms of life. We trust in you. And as Emmanuel says, deliver us from inertia. And may we value the time to seek you in it. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year of our lives. Every reincarnation throughout our lives. We're tired of being, of resisting our dependence on you. We need to recognize our need of you. And we thank you for bringing us together, nourishing our souls tonight, treating all of us as we march forward, begging you always for help and assistance. And so be it. Yes, folks, it feels good. It feels good to feel that we surrender, that we are welcoming this divine friend and asking him to come. Thank you, Emmanuel and Chico Xavier for these teachings. Thank Arnaldo Rocha for delivering it to our hands. And thank the mentors of Kardec Radio for bringing us together here in this Immortal Messages program at Cardiac Radio, where we are always nourishing our souls. A big hug to you, friend. And let us say, divine friend, come, we beg you for help and assistance. Until tomorrow, God willing.